Pleasure, The Ultimate Energizer, by Rabbi Noah Weinberg. Adapted and produced for audio by the Asha Torah Media Center in Jerusalem. If you could get more pleasure out of life, how much would you go for? Twice as much? Ten times? A hundred times? Rabbi Noah Weinberg says, the sky's the limit. With warmth and wisdom, Rabbi Weinberg, founder of the International Asha Torah Education Network, shows you how counterfeit pleasures sap your energy, while real pleasures fill you with energy and vitality. So if more energy is your bottom line, tap into the ultimate pleasure. So today's class is the five levels of pleasure. Because you see, when you have children, you'll know much more than you can imagine today that all you want from your children is their pleasure. When they're happy, you'll be energized. And when they're miserable, you'll be distracted. If they're depressed, you'll go out of your wits. But you want them to enjoy good food, and vacations, and play tennis, and listen to music, and that's great. And they enjoy it all, and that's wonderful. Until they're 20, 25, 30, <laughs> come on, let's get on with living, yeah? Oh, we're having a great time. But you'd like them to get married and have children. And you want a little more. And if they're married and they have children, they don't want to work. I mean, you can support. They got to do something, self-value, self-respect. Is that true? You want them to have every pleasure. Now, if you understood what really is available to human beings, and it would be a different class, a different appreciation, an ecstasy that is beyond, you certainly want your children to get it. And you'll, you'll try to teach it to them. Is that right? But you've got to know what there is. The Almighty came to teach us where his children, what pleasures are available. So we're going to discuss the five different classes of pleasure. Fifth class pleasure is very easy to identify. Everybody's into it. I mean, most of the time that most people spend in this world, they're chasing fifth class pleasure. Now, fifth class pleasure is physical and material pleasure. Good food. Good clothes, nice home, music, scenery, <laughs> you know, we all identify with it. Ah, it's good stuff, yeah. And we believe in it. It's pleasure. All pleasure is energy. So, get it. But in order to get it, there are three things in each class. There are three things you have to appreciate. The first is that in every class there's an exchange rate. Not all pleasures are the same. A beautiful scene, an ice cream cone, a beautiful home, uh, a piece of music, they're not all the same value. How do you tell the exchange rate? You see, if I say to you, I'll give you 100000 for that watch, would you, would you give me your watch for 100000 Sure, right? 100000 prutot. You know what a prutai is? There's 100 prutat to a lira. 10 lira to a shekel, the old shkalim, 1,500 old shkalim to a dollar. That's three cents. Bad deal. Terrible. So you can understand if somebody, if you're in international business and they say $100,000, you want to know whether it's Canadian dollars, American dollars, Australian dollars, and it's not all the same. You want to know the exchange rate. Does that make sense? How about if you've got to deal with 100,000 yen? And you say, hey, look it up now, <laughs> you know, how much is the end? Where does it stand today? 
So now in pleasure also, they're not all the same. So how do you measure which pleasure is heavier, which pleasure is less? I like this one. Come on, which, how do you measure it? So, you know, if you go into a store and you say, I want a lot of light. You know, I want a bulb that gives a lot of light. Can you imagine the frustration of the guy? He says, how much light do you want? A lot, a lot. Look, friend, how many watts? Is that right? He say 150 watts. He says, oh, that's a lot of light. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? You say 150,000 watts. He says, wow, well, you got the money. I mean, we'll have to make it up, <laughs> right? But you kind of have a measure. Now, you go into a store and you say, look, I want a, a motor with a lot of power. <clears throat> Doesn't know what you're talking about. How much power you want? A lot of power. How much horsepower? You know, horsepower is how much a horse can pull. <laughs> One horse can pull in the 32 feet. What is it? I don't, I don't know what the... But horsepower. Oh, he says, oh, okay. How much horsepower? 100,000 horse... Oh, that's... All right. We'll get you the motor, right? Do, do you see that? Okay, so how much pleasure you want? How, how much pleasure is it going to give you? How do you measure? You know what it is? Pleasure is horsepower. Because pleasure gives you energy. You got pleasure, you can tackle a job that takes a lot of effort. You got pleasure, you can use your mind, it takes a lot of effort. <laughs> you need horsepower. You got pleasure, you can take aggravation. Pleasure is power. It gives you energy. You see that? So you kind of think, if I have that ice cream, how much energy will I get? If I listen to that piece of music, how much energy will I get? It takes some time to be able to measure it, but that's the way you're doing it rationally. Make sense? Okay, there's another answer. What if I give him a hundred thousand dollars? Boy, you'd be you'd be tickled pink. A hundred thousand American dollars. Wow, we what a deal. You're going to Hamash Beer, you know, that's the department store, you buy yourself ten watches, you know. <laughs> All right? And you still got uh, you know, a good ninety nine thousand dollars left, yeah? Okay, you feel great, you're walking out. There's two policemen waiting for you. They escort you to the local who's gal. What's the matter? Why, what do they want? What do they want? What happened? Counterfeit money. <laughs> you heard of counterfeit money, didn't you? Just counterfeit pleasure. People make mistakes all the time. They think they're going to have pleasure. They wind up with a can of worms. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah? They thought they anticipated pleasure. You know... Everybody knows, I mean, pornography, counterfeit, that's lust. It depresses you, no energy. <laughs> it's depressing, that leaves you, ah, yeah? It doesn't go anywhere. Oh, it's excitement, but it's not energy. That's counterfeit pleasure, you see that? The most widely accepted counterfeit pleasure in the Western world is decadence. Counterfeit pleasure, decadence. You've heard the Americans, Westerners are decadent? So, we like to show it to you. In Judaism, we don't say, accept it, you're decadent. I mean, I'm a Westerner too. We're all decadent. You know? But show me. Isn't that fair? So let me ask you, young lady, tell me, what's the opposite of pain? Maybe amongst friends. Go ahead. Pleasure, right? What's the opposite of pain? Pleasure, right. Yeah. Decadent. <laughs> decadent, that's the definition of decadence. Because the opposite of pain is really comfort. Comfort. To equate pleasure with being comfortable, that's decadence. To equate pleasure with being comfortable, 
That's being decadent. That's taking the counterfeit. To the Westerner, the ultimate pleasure is to get to Hawaii on a waterbed with a cool breeze, relaxed, every bone in your body, a tall drink. You get it? You're feeling it? Uh, wow, every bone in your body, relaxed, so relaxed. Wow, you're almost asleep. Watch out. <laughs> you fall asleep, you missed it all. Yeah? Right? <laughs> you gotta watch out. But if you can only hang on, you know, so relaxed. Boy, that's living. That's almost asleep. <laughs> In reality, pain is the price you got to pay for pleasure. Pain is the price for pleasure. You want to keep fit? You gotta have pain. You know, you gotta run. You want to graduate college? Is that your pleasure? <laughs> Takes a lot of pain, right? Want to pass the finals? <laughs> you want to get a job? <laughs> Takes pain. Pain is the price for pleasure. You want to be a lawyer? You want to be a champion, Olympic champion. Do you realize every last one of them for the pleasure of being with that gold has taken an awful lot of pain? Is that right? Is that recognized, yeah? You want to be a champion human being? <laughs> You think you're going to do it <laughs> at Hawaii Beach? <laughs> Nonsense. you got to take the painful pleasure. Do you see that? Tell me, what's the greatest pleasure your parents have in this world? Their kids. Their kids. Tell me, what's the greatest pain your parents have in this world? Their kids. Their kids. <laughs> Isn't that right? You want the greatest pleasure most human beings will ever have, you have to take the pain. Yeah, you, can, you think you can have kids without pain? <laughs> what, what do you say? <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> it's not going to be. You want that pleasure, you've got to take that pain. So you ask a young person in America, well, how many kids? You want that greatest pleasure most human beings have. I mean, that's pleasure, right? How many kids are you going to have? Five. Wow. Let's applaud. <laughs> That's good. Five is good. You know, it's 1.7 now. <laughs> Median uh, child in the United States, you know. You and your wife. Right, okay. How many kids are you going to have? You're going to have them, yeah. <laughs> wow, fantastic. That's, that's what we got to hear, right? But you ask the average American, you're going to have kids? Yeah. How many kids are you going to have? 1.5. That's the average, right? You say, well, why are you going to have these children? Well, because it's pleasure, right? Well, if it's pleasure, why not have 12? Oh, no. What's the matter? Too much pleasure? <laughs> Too much pain. Do you, do you see that? Okay, so that's the counterfeit that people are taking, and they're not going to have the pleasure, and they're going to make mistakes. <laughs> they just run away from anything that requires, really changes pleasure, and pleasure requires pain. Do you see that? All right, so in every category, you've got to understand there's an exchange rate, and there's also counterfeit. And on top of that, you've got to learn how to enjoy it. Even simple pleasure, like physical, material pleasure, you've got to learn how to enjoy. Everybody knows, and everybody here most probably took a course in music appreciation, or read a book in art appreciation. Everybody, you know, if you want to enjoy it, you've got to learn a little bit. You've got to know how. But I don't know if you all know that there is such a thing as a course in wine appreciation. Wine tasting, Harvard University, Columbia University. You like wine? 
You like wine? You take this course, you'll really enjoy it. Yeah? If you don't like wine, not recommended. <laughs> but if you like wine, mm, then you'll, uh, a professor for a whole semester, <laughs> he'll teach you a little bit about the bouquet and the aroma and the body. I don't, I'm, I don't like wine, so I didn't take the course. But, <laughs> but I can understand, you know, if you like it, then you'll learn something. Makes sense, yeah? So, you see, <laughs> We have a lot of pleasure, you know, you go swimming in the summer, boy, that's pleasure, yeah? The first five minutes. It takes you an hour to get to the beach, you run into the water, wow, you're living for maybe ten minutes, yeah? Then you took an hour to get here and it was so much trouble, are you going to leave now? <laughs> yeah? So you got to hang around and suffer <laughs> because I mean, it's ridiculous, yeah? But really, you've had it. <laughs> you should learn how to enjoy an hour at the beach, you get it? A beautiful day, two minutes worth. <laughs> yeah, beautiful day. It's easy. You don't have to travel an hour. Did you notice? Breeze the day. Maybe two minutes. It gives you a lift, and then dull. <laughs> you got nothing. Gourmet eating. Yeah. You know there, there are people who make gourmet food, and then they get one of these uh, uh, these uh, barbarians puts ketchup all over the thing. Yeah. <laughs> they want to kill him. <laughs> So in each category, three things, an exchange rate, watch out for the counterfeit, and learn how to enjoy it. Learn how to enjoy it. And each one, even in simple physical pleasure. But that's fifth class pleasure, that's what we we're talking about, right? Now, when you go to the next class, what makes it a different class? No exchange rate. See, we're used to first class Second class, third class, they call it first class, business class, and tourist class. You know, you're going third class, right? But it's really not that bad. You know, you get the same seat. Maybe the seat in front of you is empty your nose. Yeah, but it's a seat. <laughs> yeah. And occasionally the stewardess will even give you a glass of soda. <laughs> Especially if you cry. <laughs> you know, you get some service. Yeah. In business class, you get a little wider seat, a little more service. First class, they get you a lot of service and a wide seat. But really, you go to the same place, you got a seat, you get, I mean, you bring your own water. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, not, it's not that much of a difference. But when you come to classes of pleasure from fifth class to fourth class, it's a different world. No exchange rate. There's no amount of fifth-class pleasure that can buy you a unit of fourth-class pleasure. Now, what in the world is fourth-class pleasure? Relationship. Relationship? What? The greatest pleasure most human beings will have, have in this world. What's the greatest pleasure your parents have? Kids, right? If I come to your parents and I say, I'll give you $50 million for your daughter, nothing will happen to her. She'll just move to Israel, to a small town. You'll never hear from her again. You'll never see her. You'll never get a letter. You know, won't know a thing about her. But you get $50 million. Would they take it? No. <laughs> well, you've got to ask some parents. What do you say, uh, uh, Remison, would you take $50 million on one of the kids? No, I got 12 50 million, you can't buy one of them. Yeah. 50 million dollars, that's a reality. Yeah. It's a reality. It's mind boggling, you see. Mind boggling. So that means no exchange rate. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? 
Okay, so he said, that's a heck of a lot of pleasure, $50 million. You see, you come to this man and you ask him, look, I'll give you $50 million for one of your kids. Which one you got? You got five kids. He says, you're crazy. Get out of here. It's Graham. Yeah. He said, wait a moment. You know, $50 million, you're not going to take. Tell me, uh, how much time do you spend with your son? Yeah. He says, well, I don't have much time. You know, I, I'm a busy man. I got a big business. I, I make something like uh, $250,000 a year. <laughs> $250,000 a year, $50 million, right? You say, Fred, $250,000 a year, you got something worth $50 million. You can have, <laughs> you can have $5 million income, you know, without doing this that you work. Just get, well, what are you talking about? My, my son, that's much more important. It's more important. How much time do you spend with him? <laughs> Isn't that obvious? Yeah? If he's so precious, get your pleasure. True? So, you know, <laughs> you convinced him. Off he goes, takes his son. Two weeks, they're going to be together. Yeah? The next morning, you get a telephone call. What's up? He said, I'm going batty. What do I do with the kid? He doesn't know how to enjoy his son. But he knows it's much more valuable than $50 million. What does he need? Love tasting. There's also the counterfeit coin. In all Jewish consciousness, there was a simple lesson in loving that everybody picked up. We used to call it kvelling. You know what kvelling means? Anybody identify? Ah, kvelling. You take a look at your kid and you go, mmm, wow. Mmm, you can just sit there and enjoy your child. Oh, it's gorgeous. Ah, it's beautiful. You know what they kvell about today? The guy gets a new Porsche. He looks at it, wow, fantabulous, look at those lines, <laughs> new Porsche, right? <laughs> All right, that's only fourth class pleasure. Third class pleasure, come on now. We went fifth class pleasure, it's physical, material, most people chasing it all their lives, that's what they want, that car, that pool, that, that, uh, that, right, vacation. Fourth class is love. They got it. They don't even pay attention to it. But, okay. They know. They have something real, valuable. They make sure that the children are happy. They do. They spend an awful lot on their children. Yeah? Third class. Does anybody identify? Remember, no exchange rate. No amount of love will buy you a unit in third class pleasure. What in the world is third class pleasure? Belief? Not bad. You have the, do, you, do you see? A cause. Yeah. See, what will somebody give up his life and his wife and his children? A cause. A cause. And Judaism, one of the very first things, if you want to know about life, you have to respect other human beings. You got to know all human beings, you know, they're real. They, they want good. They want pleasure. They're, they're not, they're not uh, animals. They're, they're real. And if you see all over the world people giving their lives, sacrificing their wives and their children for causes, the Afghanistanians and the Palestinians and the Iranians and the Iraqis and the North Koreans and the South Koreans and the North Vietnamese and the South and the Cambodians. Isn't that true all over the world? South Africa. People die for causes. 
more closely identified that you can understand it, you see, that you can understand it, is that desire to be good, cause is meaningful, is heavy, is good. So, for Westerners, I say, if you want to realize, if you want to see it, so we show you, now look, uh, would you kill if they, if they uh, uh, took a boat hostage, you know, the Palestinians, they take a boat hostage, you're on the boat, and they say, listen, either you kill these 500 innocent people that are on the boat, you kill them, here's a knife, go and slaughter them, or we kill you. And you happen to have your wife and children with you, right? And we kill you, and we kill your wife, and we kill your five children. Yeah? Now what do you do? You're going to kill 500 innocents? Now what do you do? You're going to kill 500 innocents? Can't do it. If you thought you could, you're making a mistake. You, you put the knife in the one, you, you say, can't. Right? Why not? What's your name? Jay, why not? It's wrong. Right. Did you ever do anything wrong in your life? Did you ever do anything wrong? <laughs> I did hundreds of things. <laughs> so one more. You know, one more wrong thing. Why not? It's too wrong. And listen, let's not quibble, Jay. You know, a thousand wrongs, two wrongs, ten wrongs. You know, well, come on. No, no, no. It doesn't pay. It's, it's not worth it. Hmm. You know, you know what you say? Fool. You said it, not me. Yeah. So, you see, it's a new class of pleasure, in as much as you're willing to give up all that you possess in physical material and in love, in order to be good. Do you, do you understand that that indicates it's heavier yeah it's more I mean, you say what's the pleasure <laughs> that's the problem you know you need a class in good tasting <laughs> you need a class in good tasting you see people people just somehow they miss the boat they don't appreciate how to enjoy being good it's much easier to enjoy being good in retrospect, you see, let me let me illustrate to you. Let's say, how many vacations have you taken in your life? Well, how old are you? You're you're, uh, you're 24, yeah, 24, 25. Okay, so most probably you've taken 25 years, a good 50 vacations, right? Yeah, 50 vacations. What was the most memorable? The one you'll never forget. Mm -hmm. You're thinking it through, yeah. So let's say the next. 25 years, you'll do well, you'll take another 100 vacations. You know, that's a sign that you really made it, right? Yeah? 100 vacations, let's hope you do well. So now, altogether, you've got 150 to your credit, yeah? One of these vacations, you're visiting New York City, Manhattan, and you're taking an excursion boat around, you know, the East River, the Hudson River, you know, New York, yeah, they have excursion boat. A guy falls off, falls off the boat. Yeah? <coughs> You're going to try to save him. You jump in. You know the East River? Uh, pollution. Uh, you know, things going by. <laughs> you, can, you can just die. <laughs> you know, but you're saving a life. You grab the guy. It's tough fucking, okay, but you grab him again, right? And it stinks, it smells. 
He grabs you and he pushes you under the water. Yeah? Right? You remember the life-saving course? You go down until he gets panicky, he lets you go. Okay, and this time you come behind him, you grab him, grab his neck, and he's heavy like lead. <laughs> but you pull him, you're gasping the stink. The, oh, boy, this is, this is purgatory, yeah? You drag him up to the shore, they help you out, yeah? You go to your hotel, you take 75 showers, 10 soaking hot baths, you know? Finally, you can live with yourself, right? You say, I'm never going to come back here the rest of my life, right? Yeah, never going to come back, okay? 20 years later, 150 vacations. What's the most memorable vacation you had in your life? Well, it was that time the guy fell off the boat and I saved a life. Isn't that fascinating? All this time he's been crying about, he ruined my vacation, the damn fool, he fell off the boat. Especially if he happens to be a nice guy, you say. Yeah? Well, you remember that? I mean, you want to know what he's doing the rest of your life? Your investment. Yeah? Amazing. Amazing. Isn't it? We don't know our own pleasure. You've got to know your own pleasure. So let me tell you, my friends, in Judaism we say, and we, we mean it, and you have to think about it. You make the decision whether it's true. If you don't know what you want to die for, you haven't begun living. You haven't begun living. You're playing with monopoly money. <laughs> Not counterfeit money. Monopoly money. You know, <laughs> you're playing a game. If your whole game of life is fifth class and fourth class pleasure, pff, you never really made it. You see, third-class pleasure, that's heavy. <laughs> that's self-respect, that's value, that's meaning. And we need meaning. And if you ever have a so what, what's it about? <laughs> you can have it if you have a lot of fifth-class pleasure, vacations and everything, you have a moment, so what? That's all. So what? So what? I didn't do anything. You can have a wonderful wife and children, you can still have a so what. And what does it end up to? You ever feel that so what? Yeah? Did you? You recognize that? Yeah? <laughs> if you haven't lived for what you're willing to die for, you haven't really lived. Believe me, you haven't really lived. Okay. You check it out. You, you think about it. Look at it. You see, if you don't know the reality of good, most probably you're taking counterfeit coin. You're, you're trying to be good. Did you ever hear of people dying to be brave? Being brave is good, right? So people actually give their lives because they want to be brave. And they die as cowards. You ever hear of Russian roulette? The guy says, you want to play Russian roulette? You know what Russian roulette is? No, they take it, right? So the guy says, you want to play Russian roulette? You say, no, I don't like that game. Are you a chicken? Oh, all right. <laughs> Bong. Yeah. This is going on in the United States. Lee, did you ever have any friends that played uh, chicken on the highway? They go out and they drive the car down the highway at each other. The first guy veers off is a chicken. Yeah. And some don't chicken out because, <laughs> and they get killed. All right. My friends, how many of you? have ever gotten into a car with a drunk driver, bad drunk, yeah? 
because you were ashamed to say, I'm afraid to drive in this car. Ever happened to any of you? Happened, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Do you see, somebody says to me, come on, drive. I say, look, I'm a, you call me what you like, yellow livid, yellow bellied. I mean, what's your expression? But you're an idiot, you shouldn't drive. And really, I should knock you in the jaw and take the keys, but I don't love you that much. <laughs> Is that, is, that, is that what you should do? But you're afraid, so you're a coward, and you want to be good. <laughs> Watch your step. The most prevalent counterfeit coin in the United States of America. For good, you know what the most prevalent is? You know what the definition of good in the United States is? You want to be a good man, then what do you have to do? You have to be a success, otherwise you're not good. Do you realize that? If you're not successful, you need a psychiatrist. If you're not successful, you can be a good husband, a good friend, a loyal human being, a thinker, an intellectual. You're not successful, you didn't make money, I mean, you're living in a, in a dump. You're a failure, There's something wrong with me. Is that true or not? Yeah. On the other hand, everybody knows that people can be very, 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 very successful and be the dregs. <laughs> Is that right? But if you're not successful, wow, you're in trouble. So therefore, don't be surprised if you're going to have a low morality, you know, because success, I mean, so what if you steal a little bit? <laughs> I mean, you've got to be successful, then you can be good, you yeah. See, take it from uh, your client's uh, fund, or <laughs> you misrepresent them, you know, success, you got to be good. These other things nobody considers you successful for, honest Joe. The fellow who, uh, you know, that there was a, there were three, three instances of, uh, of uh, uh, Brinks delivery trucks losing packages of money, millions of dollars. Anybody read about it? Yeah. Fell out of the truck. Scattered in the wind. And everybody grabbed money. Yeah. They recovered out of something like four and a half million. They recovered 750,000. Yeah. <laughs> everybody grabbed the money. One instance, a fellow walked in and he gave back $50,000. He found a package of underdollars, whatever. Gave back $50,000. The press covered it. I mean, this is something very unusual. Yeah? They also interviewed his father. The man's father said, he's a wimp. <laughs> they interviewed his fellow workers. One of his fellow workers said, God gave him a gift, and the idiot gave it away. <laughs> I mean, you know, $50,000 your success. <laughs> uh, for uh, a year. <laughs> Right? Be good for a year by stealing. <laughs> do, you, do you see that? There's a counterfeit, but it's real. You need self-respect. If we don't have self-respect, we die. Actually die. It's a basic energy. You need some kind of self-respect. Take the counterfeit, something. Yeah. Okay, that was third-class pleasure. You should learn how to enjoy it. <laughs> it's powerful. What's second-class pleasure? Second-class pleasure. Second-class pleasure is 
mostly identified by the counterfeit. What will people kill not 500 innocent people, not 5,000, but 5 million innocent people in order to get? Power. Power Stalin, Hitler, Paul Knott. I mean, we have a long, <laughs> a long row of, of tyrants. Killed them. Peasants, Russian peasants, killed millions. Paul Knott killed millions. What power? You've heard power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Drives people crazy, you see, because it's the counterfeit, it isn't real. What's the reality of that power that they, they, they hallucinated? They took the counterfeit coin, but what's the reality of power? Come on, what's the reality of power? What are people really looking for? Recognition? No, it's self-respect. What's the reality of power? To create. See, that's why when they can kill people, they think they have the power to create. They can't. It's anti-power. They can destroy. That doesn't mean you can create. Yeah? If you force people, people are afraid of you. You think, wow, I got power. Power is to give people pleasure. Give them life. That's power. Do you see that? So, if you've ever met someone who wrote a novel, yeah, a painter, anybody knows a composer, or an artist uh, in the dance, in the ballet, they're very arrogant. Anybody know any of them? You know someone? Yeah? Gray flannel suits, <laughs> zombies, we're into the higher, the higher levels of living. Yeah, you want to be an engineer, a businessman, a millionaire, poor guy. Ah, doesn't know what living is about. Did you ever come across him? Yeah? <laughs> That's low-level power, creativity. You know what real creativity is? Give people pleasure. Now, there's a, a higher level of creativity. <laughs> it's a little hard to describe to you, but in Judaism we say, that the essence of power, the essence, the tool of power, the essence, the real power, the source of power, wisdom, understanding, clarity. See, even to create a painting, first you have to have a concept. Certainly to create a human being, to cheer him up, to get him on the way to living, you got to know what living is. you got to understand life in order to create, in order to make the paintings that are human beings. In Judaism we say we hear. The Almighty created us as a soul. Our job is to take this body, which is a little animal when we're born, and make it a replica of the soul. That's creation. That's creation. And if you can help other human beings to do it, make their bodies into souls, they want out. They want to know. That's creation. All right, that's second class pleasure. First class pleasure is that is what you're longing for. Every one of us, any human being you meet, four billion human beings, if you can focus him into his reality and ask him, don't you want much more, Jay? Don't you want much more? Aren't you a little disappointed with what life has to have? Aren't you like hoping you're traveling around, maybe you'll have an experience that will, that will be like it, yeah? Isn't that right? Sure, we're all longing for it, yeah. You know what it is? <laughs> we got a little room back here, yeah. 
You can sit and speak to God Almighty himself for a whole hour. Huh? Would that be it? I mean, if you had the courage. Would that be it? <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> Is that right? See, you realize that we know first class, much above everything else, is to be one with the Almighty. Of course, you've got to learn how. And of course, people take counterfeit all the time. They think that dancing with God dervishes. <laughs> all the time, they're taking counterfeit. But that's it. And of course, the only way is to learn how. In reality, these five classes of pleasure are like a rocket ship. You know, a rocket ship has five stages. The fifth stage is just liftoff. Liftoff. If the fourth stage doesn't ignite, plop, it goes right back and crushes the, the side. Is that right? The fourth stage ignites, phew, it's traveling 100 miles a second. Yeah? Wow, is it traveling? And it lands in the ocean. Right? Going nowhere. Third stage ignites. Oh, now you're in orbit. Is that right? You're in orbit. Woo, in orbit. But you're not going anywhere. You're just in orbit. Yeah? Second stage ignites towards your destination. First stage lands you on the moon. Lands you where you're going. You get it? So fifth stage, pleasure, that's energy. That's liftoff. No, liftoff, right? If you don't get fourth stage, you don't get married and have children or have love of your brothers and sisters or someone, plop. You go around yourself and you enjoy your... If you don't have human contact, some, some love, plop. Not going anywhere. You got love, you're traveling. You don't have self-respect. You never made it. Good. You got to have good. You got good. You need power to get to your destination. Destination is it. Is that, that moment of, of or you can have hours and days of living with God. Communicate. Okay, now look. If you decide, and remember, it's up to you, you've got to check it out. Is this real? Is this real that people really give their lives? Am I the same as those people? Am I really interested in power? Is it, is it there? Love of God, is that it? <laughs> you know, you've got to know, you've got to make a decision. You don't want to live fifth class. What do you do with love? How do you enjoy it? How do you enjoy each one? But if you decide that this is true, you want to teach it to your children? What do you say, Jay? You want to teach it to your children? If you decided it's true, it's valid, you teach it to your children, right? Would you tell them, for goodness sake, every morning you get up, remember, remember what it's about, yeah? Every night before you go to sleep, remember what it's about, whether you're on course or not. Wouldn't you tell them that, would you? Always remember this. Put it as a sign on your doorpost. For goodness sake, remember what you're living for. Work at it. You're here for pleasure. It's good hard work. It's good hard work. Even to be a champion Olympic runner. Just using your feet and your hands. Ba -ba -ba, run. It's good hard work. To use everything the Almighty gave us. <laughs> to use this world. Good hard work. But what's the opposite of pain? Comfort. You weren't born to be comfortable. You were born to be pleasured. First class pleasure. And you got to go up the ladder. Hard work. The Almighty doesn't want anything less for you. 
you wouldn't want anything less than that for your own children and you're his children you have been listening to voices from jerusalem for a complete listing of our cassettes see our web store at aish.com for a free cassette catalog email us at voices at aish.com or call toll free in the u.s. 1-800-VOICES-3 our main office is at 1 Western Wall Plaza, Jerusalem, Israel. Shalom from Jerusalem.